This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, Ramadan Karim, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. It is Thursday, and time to hit arts and culture news with our man Saeed Saeed from the National, who's got more on the stars of the blockbuster hit. Aladdin. Have you seen it yet? Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. It's drawing huge numbers at the box office worldwide as we speak. Everyone's talking about it. Plus, Saeed is also going to have details of Netflix adapting novels by legendary Egyptian suspense author Ahmed Khalid Tawfiq. That is coming up after 11.30. But this hour, you're about to meet the extraordinary artist Jerry Judah, the man behind the monumental gravity-defying sculptures, including Sharjah's very own The Scroll, which you will have seen by now spiralling towards the heavens close to Sharjah University City on Airport Road. It's all for Sharjah becoming the UNESCO World Book Capital. He's a fascinating man who considers himself more of a showman than an artist, and you're going to find out why next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. With the Emirate of Sharjah being named the UNESCO World Book Capital for 2019, to commemorate the honor, artist Jerry Judah has created a new large scale sculpture titled The Scroll. The work was commissioned by Sharjah Investment and Development Authority Shuruq, officially kicking off a year of celebrations. The monumental sculpture clocks in at 36 metres tall, featuring a massive spiral of stark white steel, 72 tonnes of it to be exact. And at the closest point in the spiral, the sheets of metal are only about six inches apart from each other, but the edges never touch. It's a sculpture that sits atop a concrete foundation outside of the House of Wisdom designed by Foster and Partners who expected to be completed in 2020 and nearby to Sharjah University City and Sharjah International Airport. To tell us more, I'm so excited to welcome to the show Jerry Judah live on the line from London. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It is so great to have you, Jerry. Now, um, first of all, congratulations on the stunning work that is The Scroll. It is uh, something that seems very much in keeping with your signature style of work. Well, yes. Uh, the basic approach for my work is to make something appear as simple as possible, even though that's very complicated to design and engineer. So the idea is to create a dynamic structure or sculpture which works well within a context and that's something I very much enjoy. Jerry, it not only looks dynamic, your work is incredible. Uh, in fact, it looks alive. <laughs> the scroll, for example, you know, just like your works from the Goodwood Festival of Speed, uh, for example, that you did there. You know, these are works of steel that are monumental, that look like they are defying gravity, look like they are moving when they are completely still. Um, and the scroll is no different. You know, I felt like as I was driving along the road looking at it, 
I'm just thinking like this thing is alive. It looks like a scroll that is spiraling up into the heavens and it's going to take off. Well, I don't know if it'll take off, but it certainly is trying very hard to reach up there. Yes. Um, you know, the, 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 the idea was to create a monument which spoke about the book. And I just thought, well, let's start with something that the book originated from, and that was the scroll. And of course, the scroll is something which you can open and extend. You know, a book, obviously, you have a front cover, back cover, and then the rest is the leaves in between. But the scroll lends itself for me very much as a piece of sculpture, and you can do a lot with it. And I felt that was the right approach to take for the project. So is that what you were thinking when you were given the brief? Uh, Absolutely. You know, you, you, you had you been to Sharjah before? Had you seen Sharjah? What were your thoughts on, on the Emirate itself and how this all tied in together? Well, I know that the Emirates is certainly in the last few decades has been quite uh, instrumental in developing itself into mm -hmm. an outstanding world-class cities, you know, Dubai, Sharjah and so forth. And uh, I was aware that it wasn't just a desert, that it had a lot going for it. And I felt quite uh, excited about the idea of being part of it. And I think uh, without having visited there before, but I was certainly aware of its infrastructure. And I was very much aware from the brief what uh, they wanted from me. It was quite a challenge, but it wasn't too difficult to come up with an idea, really. Mm. It, it is just incredibly beautiful. Talk to us about how you created it structurally from an engineering perspective. As we said, 72 tons of steel. Uh, but at the same time, you've actually uh, developed a construction technique called monocoque, I believe, um, that makes it lightweight and solid. Well, the monocoque is effectively the skin of the structure, is the structure itself. So basically, there are no internal uh, pieces, you know, apart from the occasional stiffness of the steel because it can be quite large. But essentially, it's uh, three skins which you cut in a particular way, and once you join it together, it creates a monocoque, it creates a structural unit. So it was basically a case of pattern cutting steel, uh, and my engineers, Dialis, are really instrumental in this because we've been developing this in a number of structures that we've tried to do. Mostly because what we're trying to do is create these large forms and a lot of money can go into what's inside. So we thought of let's work from the outside in rather than from the inside out. So the outside, uh, we developed it in a way where it takes over from what we need to put inside. I know this sounds very long-winded, but actually it's quite simple. But naturally, you have to also depend on the way it's cut and the way you create the thicknesses of the steel, because that all is very much part of the structure. The steel thickness, the steel shapes, the plate work, that makes the whole piece work. And that's something we have to take very much into consideration. And it tends to perplex a lot of other engineers we're working with, because it's quite a difficult language. But once you get into it, it's, it's not very difficult. I mean, it, it sounds simple to me. I'm not sure why, but, yeah. you know, it's kind of the, the opposite of uh, what a traditional sculptor would be. It would be picking at something from the outside in, but you're kind of working uh, the other way and just thinking about a shell. Yes, it's a shell structure, effectively, mm. but uh, the shell itself is the structure. Uh, I think that's quite innovative, really. I mean, yes. you can make bridges out of this. Mm. 
that's and how strong it is. And then someday we plan to do so. It'll be great to just do a monocoque bridge. That's incredible. I mean, because mm. it, it is solid, but at the same time, it's quite lightweight as well. What are the advantages of, of creating something with this technique, like a bridge, for example? Well, I think the thing is that you save a lot on what's, uh, what you put internally, which in itself is quite a uh, structure and it can take a lot of weight. It has been effective because often with my work, I tend to be given a budget and the budget basically defines what it is we're trying to do. Mm. So you want to do something as big as possible without having to spend too much money on what goes inside. So by using these monocot forms, we can create very large shapes within a budget. And I think that in itself is very exciting. Stay with me, Jerry. Coming up next, we are going to find out about how Jerry's background, his cultural background, influences his work and why he never wants to be pigeonholed as an artist. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. It is Life Beats here with me, Sally Musa, on Pulse 95, and we are speaking to Jerry Judah, the man behind the monumental sculpture that is the scroll. Talk to us about um, your other artworks as well, you know, your paintings, um, which are also quite extraordinary. You have this thing of movement. I feel like, you know, movement is really central to all of your works. It's, like I said, it's like these these are living forms. They're not just inanimate objects. Well, you know, I, when I left art school, I went and worked in the theatre and in film. And, of course, my work always likes to... I work best in a context, basically. And uh, so, in a sense, my pieces are themselves uh, uh, performance pieces, one might put it. Uh, so they, they perform. Uh, I like the dynamic of performance. I like the uh, dynamic of theatre. And of course, once you see these big sculptures doing these things, whether they're flying off, holding cars in the air, or shooting up to the heaven, or for that matter, these paintings. I mean, the paintings themselves, I build cities on canvas, and I actually destroy them on the canvas. And then I work into them with acrylic gesso and with other materials to create uh, a sort of shimmer in the work, so that when you connect with it, you feel they're performing for you. Yes. Uh, and then you can engage with it better. Uh, I think that's often the case. I like something to have a, a sense of showmanship. I really see myself more as a showman than, than as an artist, really. Uh, that definitely comes through within your works. Mm. I'm thinking as well of the, the Great War sculptures uh, in yeah. St. Paul's Cathedral. Quite extraordinary. Yes, I, that was something very, very special for me. St. Paul's asked me to see if I can do something on these two big walls of theirs and the nave to commemorate the uh, First World War, the centenary of the First World War. And I thought of the big white cross, which uh, has tended to signify war graves from the two great wars. And uh, I embellished them with uh, contemporary war zones, like uh, in Syria, uh, you know, in Iraq and so forth. Because for me, these contemporary conflicts are as an outcome of the carve-up of the Ottoman Empire post-First World War. So I wanted to commemorate this in a context of what's going on at the moment, rather than just 
do something that was looking back. I wanted to look at now and the relationship between now and 100 years ago. And that was very important to me. And of course, St. Paul's were fantastic because they gave me complete free reign on the project. And uh, they were very, very supportive. And they're still there. They were meant to be there for nine years, uh, sorry, for nine months. But they want to keep them as long as possible. So a number of people have engaged with them because it's, it, tell, it speaks to them about what's going on now. And that's what I like about my work is I try and speak to people about the now and about how to connect with it rather than just stand there doing nothing. What's interesting is um, you're not only speaking to people about what's happening now, just like, you know, with the great war sculptures, just like with the scroll, there's a dialogue that's happening there between what's ancient, between history, and between what's happening now. So tell me about how how you do that, you know, how you think about these things in terms of um, drawing inspiration from history, but also making something so incredibly contemporary, so um, arresting for the viewer that is standing in front of it today. Well, I was born in India. I grew up there within a Jewish uh, community. And my community wasn't just a Jewish community in India, it was also a Baghdadi Jewish community. So there was always a lot of history, there was always a lot of looking back. So uh, that tends to uh, define who I am and where I go with my work and where I go with my life. So I'm very engaged with uh, the history of not just my people, but the history of my country and so forth. And I think that informs, that, that defines, as I said, where I go with my work uh, and I feel that uh, there is a sort of collective unconscious in in my projects uh, so they all have a connection they're not just about commemoration they're about connection uh, between the past and the now but the most important thing is the now because I think this helps us look back I don't like the idea of just looking back for the sake of it I think you need a context mm-hmm which you can do it. And I'm very fortunate with a number of the projects that I've been doing. It gives me the opportunity to do so. What are you hoping when people see your works, what are you hoping that they will take away from them? I want to inspire them. I would like to excite them. I would like to inform them. I think that's what I try and do. Uh, And also to, I suppose, to entertain. And I don't mean it in a shallow way. I mean to to make people come away, I suppose, feeling lifted from the work. And, you know, the pieces, the war pieces, is not about misery and chaos, which it could be. It also, it's about hope. And I, I like that about the work. It, it tends to give a sense of hope. That is uh, amazing. It does give a sense of hope, uh, as well as kind of depicting the destruction uh, that happens within war itself. I want to yeah. ask you, you know, it, it is incredibly beautiful and unique. Um, as you mentioned, you. your family's originally from Baghdad in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, they moved to India. You were born in India. Um, yeah. And then you moved to London. So talk to me about how these incredibly diverse cultures kind of come together to speak through your work. Well, you know, firstly, both Calcutta, where I was born and grew up and London has something very much in common they embrace other cultures and other communities uh, at the time in Calcutta there were a number of other peoples living there it wasn't just the Jewish community there was the Armenian there were a lot of Chinese people living there 
There was a, a huge amount of uh, communities, and it's it's one thing that made it function as a metropolis, and that's what's so great about London. So, coming to London and growing up in all these diverse communities here. Uh, for me, gave me a fantastic education. Uh, it was not just about art; it's about people, and uh, that really has informed my work as well. It's about the relationship between people, and London is very much about that. London is a, an incredible city in that way, for sure. Talk to me about um, finding art and being passionate about art. Where did that start? Well, you know, I. I wasn't very much good at art in school because I didn't uh, do art per se.、Uh, I felt that I wanted to find、uh, a platform in which I could express myself because I think it, essentially I have a deep spiritual roots in who I am. And、uh, but I didn't quite like、uh, traditional religion per se, even though I do keep、uh, within my Jewish faith because I think that's given me a sense of identity. Without being exclusive, you know, I like the idea of being inclusive of other cultures and communities. So, but、um, I think art gave me a certain level of liberation, where I could have a, a tendency to express myself spiritually and emotionally、uh, through who I am, rather than through some defined、uh, dogma which tells me how I should be.、Uh, and that's what's so great about art. It's about Freeing yourself rather than tying yourself down, it can also be in its own way a sort of oppressor because、uh, once it grabs hold of you and you're in that thread of、uh, thinking and working, it's very hard to come out of it.、Um, and I think a number of artists、uh, from years and years going back would attest to that. That's really interesting. But are you amazed by the way that? You know, you talk about your own personal faith experience, but、uh, your work is now, you know, all over the world here in Sharjah as well. The way that it is bringing people of all different cultures and nationalities and faiths together, and inspiring people in that way. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that、uh, that will continue, not just for me, but for a number of other people. The thing is,、um, I don't like to have a particular style of work. I am a project artist. I like to work in projects. So I could be at one stage doing a big spiraling scroll for the book Capital in Sharjah. I could be doing flying cars. I could be doing uh, destroyed um, buildings on canvas. And I could also be making cities out of biscuits for a biscuit commercial. Effectively, I like the idea of engaging with the materials and with the different stories and different. Uh, languages and、uh, artistically, and that's something that I've always、uh, endeavoured to do, rather than to say, "Well, this is what I do. This is the type of art." I'm not a brand, you、yeah. know. I'm just a free spirit, and、uh, I, as an artist, that、uh, is how I like to work. I love that you're not pigeonholed by any one style.、No. I love that,、um, which is exciting. Your work feels unexpected.、Um, what are you working on next? Well, at the moment, of course, I'm doing another festival of speed sculpture、uh, for Goodwood.、Um, I'm also going to China.、Uh, I've been asked to do a big sculpture, big project over there, and、uh, mostly I'm working on my own pieces. I'm doing a show next year at the Rysdale Sculpture Forest in the Lake District about the four elements: fire, water, earth, and air. 
Fantastic. And these are pieces based upon my growing up in Bengal and climate change. So that's another area I've been working a number of years on. Again, you know, another uh, issue that is very much at the forefront for us right now, and I really cannot wait mm. to see that. And my last question to you is because, uh, you know, this is all about Sharjah becoming the 2019 World Book Capital. Are there writers, are there certain books that stand out for you um, that have inspired you? Oh, gosh, so many. I like Camus. I'm a big fan of Camus. Um, you know, Scott Fitzgerald, I'm a great fan of. You know, there are a number of writers that I really engage with. Amazing. Well, uh, Jerry, Judah, what an absolute pleasure it is to talk to you today. And uh, congratulations once again on a stunning uh, sculpture, a stunning monument uh, that really captures the spirit and the essence of Sharjah becoming the world book capital. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.